0: Well, hello and welcome to this English lesson where I'm going to talk about elections. Um this should be a good topic. I feel like I should have done this topic a week ago but since the election in the United States isn't quite over yet, it's probably still a good topic to do. So, in this lesson, I will talk about elections. I will talk about the people who run for office and I will talk about some of the words and phrases you would use to talk about an election. By the way, I do have to say Samuel Chiodi in the chat earlier was laughing because my short English lesson today was about enough already or enough is enough in terms of elections. Um basically, I was saying I'm tired of hearing about elections and then here I am doing uh an English lesson about elections. So, anyways, we should get started soon. I do want to say a couple of things. I generally avoid uh politics, religion, sex in my lessons. Um those are considered hot topics. Um so, are there things I just don't do lessons on? So, doing a lesson on elections, I would really appreciate it if in the chat, people remain calm, people have civil conversations. Those are polite conversations. I know we have an election in the United States that's not quite over. I know that there are many different systems of government in the world and we can't always agree on what is the best way for us to run each other's countries or the best way for us to run our countries. So, I would love it if the chat was in English. I'm just asking Todd and Dave to be extra cautious about anyone who starts to argue Uh, this isn't the place to debate um, whether you're correct or not in terms of who you think will win or which system of government you think is the best. So, hopefully, that's okay with you. Uh, A couple of other things. If you do have a question on the topic of elections, please use the form that Todd and Dave will link. I changed it so it says if you have a question about the topic elections, please use this link to ask it. The last couple of weeks, I've started to get a few more. Um, questions that are not on topic. So, on Friday, I really like to keep the lesson on topic. Just doing a quick audio check. I do have to say to some of you, you will notice that we are one hour different today than we normally are for some of you. In Canada, it is the same time because we changed our clocks last weekend because we observe daylight savings time. So, every fall, we turn our clocks back an hour and every spring, we turn our clocks forward an hour and it kind of messes up the time of the live stream. So, anyways, great to see all of you here. Uh big shout out to Brent from American English with this guy. Always great to see him in the chat as well. I would call Brent my American friend or my American cousin. He's not actually my cousin though but I would refer to him that way. I think I've talked enough. We should get started. So, let's get started on this lesson about elections. An election Is a process where people choose someone to be a leader. An election doesn't just need to happen in a country. In fact, in our school, we have elections every year for students council. So, an election can be local. An election can be in a school. An election can be in an organization or as many of you are familiar with, an election can be in a country. Canada has an election I think every five years. The United States has an election every four years. Um, but again, you can have big and small elections. It's simply a process whereby people in a country or organization each give one vote and decide who they want their leader to be. If you work in a large factory that has a union You will often have elections every year to elect the leaders of that union as well. So, an election does not have to simply be about government. An election is any time an organization votes to decide who will be in charge or who will be a leader. And so, let's talk about vote. Vote can be a verb and vote can be a noun. When it is a verb, we it's the verb to vote. So, a few years ago, I voted In the Canadian election. The next time there is an election, I will vote in the election. Jen and I will go vote, okay? So, it is a verb and the verb indicates that you are going to go and indicate who you want to be your next leader. Um we also use vote as a noun. You can say that there is a vote and there's kind of two meanings here. You could say we need to have a vote. So, that means you want to go through the process of electing someone. Okay. So, at school, we could say, okay, in this class, we need to choose someone to be the class leader. Let's have a vote. In that, everyone gets a vote. So, you see how it's a noun, but it has two slightly different meanings. As a verb, it's the action of voting. As a noun, it describes the process. So, we had a vote. And we voted yesterday. We had a vote and so and so won the election. Or you could say each person has one vote. So, it indicates your own ability to vote. I hope I explained that fairly well. I think I did. I'm not sure. <laughs> As I listened to it in my head, I hope it was clear for you. Um And the person who does the voting is a voter. Okay, so there are many voters in an election. Not every voter, though, actually goes and votes. Okay, that's not true. If you vote, you're a voter. What are you if you don't vote? Did you know that in many elections, not everyone votes? In Canada, we don't have a great turnout rate for our elections. Not everyone comes to vote but if you vote, you are a voter. You are someone who voted. Should I use all those (laughs) words in one sentence? A voter is someone who votes when there is a vote to choose the next prime minister. Did I get that right? A voter is someone who votes when there is a vote to choose the next prime minister. Yeah, that was not that was a totally correct sentence but it sounds kind of strange. Um generally, votes when they are for leaders in government are done in a democracy. A democracy is a form of government where the people elect all of the officials who run the country. Generally, in a democracy, there are time frames. So, you will have elections every so many years and at that election, you will choose who your next mayor will be, who your next leader of your province or state will be and who your next president or prime minister. There are a number of names for leaders. Um but democracies aren't the only type of government that have elections. There can be elections big and small in many other forms of government as well. But generally, when people think um elections, when they think about voting, they're generally talking about countries that have democracy as their form of government. So, here's Justin Trudeau. Anyone who Uh, likes to be elected or seeks to be elected, we call a politician. A politician is the name uh, for the job that a person does when they are in politics. So, anyone who wants to be mayor or premier or prime minister or president, anyone who hopes that everyone will vote for them so they can be uh, in power, we would call a politician. So, Justin Trudeau is our leader in Canada he is the prime minister he is a politician um let me see here we'll do one more a candidate is the person who is seeking to be elected okay so when you have an election you usually have two or three candidates in Canada there's usually three candidates that are running in the election they're not actually running but we use the word running when someone is in an election just one sec Excuse me. That wasn't very kind. Um but there usually are more. There's usually one candidate for each political party. Um and I think that's the next one. So, in an election, you are voting for a person but that person is part of a political party, okay? In Canada, we have three main political parties. We have the Liberal Party of Canada, the Progressive Conservative Party of Canada, and the NDP which is the National Democratic Party of Canada. But we just call them the NDP. Those are the three. I hope I got that right. Maybe uh, David Dodge should fact check that. Uh, about NDP. I'm pretty sure it's the National Democratic Party. Maybe we should check that. Um so, we have the Liberal, the PC, and the NDP. Uh in the United States, obviously, there is the Republican Party and the Democratic Party. So, a little bit different. Let's switch though and look at a few questions. Let me get my questions up on the screen. Um as I'm doing that, I do want to say once again for those of you joining us, uh yes, it might be one hour different for you today because we celebrate daylight savings time. Celebrate. We observe daylight savings time in Canada. We don't have a big party. We don't celebrate daylight savings time. We observe it. Uh first question is from Let's see here. Let me get the question actually on the screen. Is from Renata. Hi, Renata. Um I do wanna say hi to the 394 people watching. Hi, everybody. Thank you for joining this English lesson. Uh Renata says, hello, Bob. Do you say I'm going to mail it in to mean I'm going to vote in Canada. In Brazil, there's a machine in which we type some numbers. Thanks, sir. So, there's a couple of different ways to vote. You can go and vote in person or you can mail in your vote. It's two completely different ways of voting. When you go and vote in person, you go, sometimes it's paper, sometimes it's a machine, but you go to a local polling station and you vote. When you mail in your vote, you usually get a vote in the mail. You fill it in. You do everything official and you mail it back. So, in Canada, you can vote both ways. Uh next question. Let's see here. Ricardo says, Hi Bob, the USA politics battle is sharp. There is this, is there this kind of challenge in Canada? There are right and left parties in your country. So Canada is unique in the sense that we have three political parties. We have a conservative party, we have a liberal party, which you would say are kind of right of center and left of center. And then we have the NDP, which are also a little bit left of center. In that, because we have uh, Todd says it's the new Democratic Party thanks Todd <laughs> uh, because we have three parties, it makes things I think a little more calm because it's not simply a choice between two which can really divide people. it's a choice between three which I think always leads to good discussion. I think it's just my personal opinion. but yes in Canada because we have three main political parties it uh, it things work a little differently than the United States. Uh next question Esam from Israel good morning teacher Bob how are you what's the difference between nominee and candidate and between polls and elections so just give me a sec here good um so a nominee so when a political party needs a new leader people will nominate people to be the leader and once they have a number of people nominated they will vote within their party to elect a new leader, okay? So, I would say nominee is someone nominated, when they're accepted as a nominee, they probably become a candidate, and when they are elected, they become the leader. So, there's probably just a slight difference. Um the difference between polls and election. Uh polls are simply well there's a couple ways to use polls, but polls are just surveys they do to see what people are thinking. An election is an official government run process to choose a new leader. Or it could just be in a business or a school as well. Uh, let's get to the next question here. <laughs> Ruslan says Hello, teacher Bob. How are you today? If you were the president, what kind of law would you pass to improve people's lives? Um I don't know. Is there a way to make people read more books? <laughs> there probably isn't. I am a big believer in uh that reading is a good way to enhance your mind and I think reading makes you a better citizen and I don't mean just reading the news on the internet. I think reading books reading books from different countries uh and expanding your mind is the best way to improve yourself. So, I don't think this would work but if I was president, I would wanna make a, a law where people are required to read more. Uh hey Brent, have a good day at school. I see Brent in the chat saying he's gotta get going. Brent is from American English with this guy. Uh do check out his channel every once in a while and Brent, I wish your country all the best as you continue to count ballots and sort things out down there. Have a great day teaching. Uh let's see here. Um next question from Mary the Iranian. Morning teacher Bob. Please make a couple sentences with inaugurate and coalition. Your examples will help me. Thanks a million. So, when you are inaugurated, it means that you are officially put into the office of whatever leader you are becoming. So, an inauguration is kind of uh there's a speech and there's a swearing in where you take an oath of office. An inauguration is where you are officially uh put into office. A coalition is simply Uh, different groups of people that work together for the same cause. We often see coalitions between countries. Um if there were a number of countries that wanted to change fishing rights in the Atlantic, there might be a coalition of countries that works together uh to do that. Um but yes, there you go. Sorry, I'm just making sure of one thing. Yes, so let me Sorry, I'm losing track of what. Sorry, I laugh at myself too much, don't I? Uh let's see here. Um Athanasios has the next question. We'll get back to the lesson in a moment, everybody. Hey, teacher Bob. How are you today? I'm good, Athanasios. I hope you are well as well. Do you have the same system like in the states? Do you have a governor for each state? Thank you in advance. So, we have a slightly different system in Canada. Uh first of all, we have provinces. The leader of a province is the premier of the province. In Ontario, it's premier Ford. We have a prime minister instead of a president. Our prime minister in Canada is Justin Trudeau. Um, and our elections work a little bit differently. We don't vote directly for our leader. We vote for the person in our area which is called a riding. If that person gets in, that counts as one vote towards the main leader getting in. So I don't vote for Justin Trudeau. If I wanted Justin Trudeau to win the next election, I would vote for the local Liberal Party candidate in my area. And that vote counts double, it counts for that person and the person up the chain. Let's see. Uh, my, my mood says Hi, boss. Could you just give us a brief whim who you support? In this election, and why? You're probably talking about the US election. Now, here's something very cool, I think, and interesting about Canadians. We are very reserved and patient and polite when it comes to the US election. We don't usually say who we think should win publicly, we usually wait patiently. The we- reason we do that is because the United States is our largest trading partner, they are our neighbor to the South. It's very important that Canada and the United States get along really well. So, even our Prime Minister will not come out and say whether he thinks Biden or uh Trump should win because whoever wins the US election, that will be the next president that we will be negotiating with on trade and other relations. So, I will not declare who I think should win. All I will say is I hope it goes well as they finish counting votes down there. Um and I hope the country can remain peaceful while that's happening. Let's see here. Um Henry from Taiwan. I had a hunch that teacher Bob would talk about elections this week. I learned the word Sharpie gate in the news. Is Sharpie also used as a marker in Canada? Thank you. Hey, Jen. Can you bring me a Sharpie? So, Henry, you'll see in a moment that uh a Sharpie is a very common thing. Uh, Michelle says, can you tell us a little bit about how Canadian the Canadian election system works? Yeah, so if you're wondering what Sharpies are, Sharpies are a type of well, we call them a marker. So, it's something that you write with and they're they're permanent. When you write something with a Sharpie, um you can't erase it. So, yes, uh we definitely have Sharpies in Canada. Um so Michelle, I kind of talked about it a little bit already. We have provinces instead of states and our leader of the country is called a prime minister instead of a president. Um if you're interested in knowing more, um that would be a great thing to read up about I think. Let's see here. Um Modine says, Mr. Bob, I'm not into politics but I'm always wondering what would happen if an election is held And the Conservative Party of Canada or other countries still doesn't have a Prime Minister. So, in Canada, the current Prime Minister doesn't resign until within hours of the new Prime Minister being inaugurated. We don't really use inaugurated. We swear them into office. Um so, Canada is never without a Prime Minister. Uh because even though we elect a Prime Minister, there's a formal process for the exchange of power. Um so, we never have a situation where we don't have a prime minister. Okay, let's move on with this lesson. Let me see how far I am. When you are in the days before an election. So, in the months leading up to an election, there is often a campaign. A campaign is a process where each candidate goes from city to city and they have they do speeches. Um They try to convince people to vote for them. They shake hands. They go on television. They do interviews on the news. A campaign is they have advertisements on TV. If you wanna talk about enough is enough. I'm tired of American. We get American television here. So, I am tired of American political ads on television. Just a little bit. Um but leading up to an election, you will have a campaign. So, each person who wants to be elected Will do everything they can to convince people to elect them. They will put ads in the newspaper. They will visit small towns and shake people's hands. They will do everything they can uh, to get elected. They will give speeches. So they will go from city to city and they will give a speech in each city. They will visit factories. They will visit the downtown of a city. They will just go everywhere they possibly can, so that they can give speeches. Um. I think leading up to the Canadian election, they give up to three or four speeches a day. Um the the candidates, they just really want people to hear them and then vote for them. Uh sometimes you will have a debate. Um debates are when both potential both candidates meet and in a moderated fashion, that means in a controlled and organized fashion, they will discuss the issues. They will talk about what they will do. If they are elected. They will sometimes talk about what the other person will do if it's something they think is bad. But a debate is where each person will talk about uh basically their plans if elected. What they will do to make that country or organization better. And then we arrive at election day. So, election day is the day when you go and vote. Um it's usually uh a specific day. In certain countries, it can be a different day every time. In the US, I think it's the same day all the time. But election day is the day where you would like actually go to a polling station and you would cast your vote or you would fill in your ballot. Those mean the same thing. Um for sure. Um election day is an exciting day in Canada because we're allowed to leave work early. That's what I really like about it. We can leave work one hour early so that we can go and vote. So, um that's uh that's always fun. Um and it's fun to watch the results on television that evening. Um when you go vote in Canada and I think in the United States as well, you go to a polling station. So, even though it's an election and you are voting, we still use the word poll. It's kind of funny because You're not going here to take a poll. You're going here to vote but it's called a polling station. In Canada, we get a letter in the mail a couple weeks before election day and it tells us which polling station we need to go to in order to vote. When you get to the polling station, uh they will give you a ballot. Let me see if I have this in the wrong order. Let me go to ballot. They'll give you a ballot. The ballot will have the names of everyone on it that you can vote for. You will take the ballot to a voting booth. In Canada, they look exactly like this. They're just these little cardboard things that you go and sit behind and you sit at the voting booth and you fill in your ballot. Usually, the ballot has little circles beside each name. You fill in the ballot and then when you're done, uh you put the ballot in a ballot box. This is exactly What a ballot box looks like in Canada. I'm gonna go through that one more time. When you go to vote, you go to a polling station. You fill out a ballot. You go into a voting booth in order to do it because you want it to be private. You don't want anyone to see who you vote for. Um so you go to a voting booth and once that's done, you put your ballot into a ballot box which is an official box that looks like this. In Canada, they look like this. Um I think that's the whole process except there's also mail-in ballots. So, you can vote by mailing your ballot in. You can also have absentee ballots. In Canada, these are very similar, okay? In order to vote by mail, you need to register to vote by mail early and then they will send you the official documents. Um a mail-in ballot and an absentee ballot are pretty much the same thing. It's simply voting early and then mailing your ballot in instead of putting it into the ballot box. Um where am I here? Sorry, I know I, I had my slides in the wrong order that happens sometimes. On voting day, they hope for really good voting turnout. Uh voter, sorry, voter turnout. They hope for really good voter turnout. Not everyone Always votes in an election. In fact, sometimes only 50, 60 or 70% of the population. Sometimes, we call it the electorate. Sometimes, only 50, 60 or 70% of the people come out and vote. Um there, I don't think there has been an election where close to 100% of the population of a country has voted. So, it's always good to have good voter turnout. The more people come out to vote, the more accurate the results are for that election. So, it's always nice to have really good voter turnout. Um I'm just gonna flip through these. Give me one sec. Sometimes at the polling station, when you are done voting, on your way out, there will be people who are conducting an exit poll. An exit poll is where they just say, hey, would you like to answer a few questions? We're just doing a poll and their questions about you know will you tell us um your like are you male female your age etc they might even ask who you voted for although i'm not sure that's 100% legal all the time they will certainly ask you things like did you did you vote because you want the leader to improve the economy did you vote for the person you voted for because you want them to improve streets and roads. So, they try to ask you a few questions to get a good idea as to why you voted. Um hey, we're gonna do this a little early this time around. I think this lesson is going well. I'm going to flip to uh members only chat for 10 minutes. So, if you are a member of the channel, you will notice that members only chat is turned on. If you have questions about the election process or if you want to talk about voting or any of those things, ask in the chat. Now, I do wanna thank all of you who are members of my channel. Um I just love it that there are so many names in green and I do uh, thank you from bottom of my heart uh, for supporting my channel. You guys are awesome. So, Lolly Lolly says, for French for for the French, it's very difficult to understand how the American elections work. Lolly, I've been watching American elections for a very long time and I still don't always understand how they work. Uh it's easier to understand when it's not close. When there's a clear winner, it's a lot easier to understand. Annette Manzi says, hi, Bob. Is the word campaign used just for elections? Is it necessary to specify electoral campaign as in French? Yeah, you can campaign for a number of things Um, but generally when we're close to an election and you hear the word campaign, you assume it's for an it's an electoral campaign or an election campaign. So, yes, generally, you should specify um, but it's usually understood because of the time of year when it is happening. Uh Kim. Gives me a smiley or a a monocle face. Thanks, Kim. Sam the Taiwanese. Hi, teacher Bob. I am wondering what's your perspective on politicians in general and do you want to be a politician by any chance? So, let me answer the second question first. Um I do not want to be a politician, okay? I do not want to be mayor or premier or prime minister. I have no desire. Um what is my feeling? I think politicians um for the most part try to do a good job, but I think it's a very difficult job, especially right now. I feel like because of uh the pandemic, I feel like politicians, it's a very tough job to do right now because you can't make everyone happy and you have to make the best decision. So so Sam, no, I don't want to be a politician. Uh I don't know, maybe someday, but it doesn't it's not like something i think about very often um for sure uh lolly lolly says haha thanks bob no problem siwoo says i wish there was a president i can trust in my country so that's the challenging thing about elections is sometimes someone gets into office or someone gets into power and maybe you don't like the same things as them so it can be challenging when the person you voted for loses And it can be challenging when someone you don't like wins but in a democracy, that's just going to happen sometimes. So, that's there's really not a lot you can do about it. Rod says, oh, hi, Rod. Rod, the Brazilian English teacher. By the way, last week, I hinted at that there was a surprise coming um on Saturday but I was off by a week. So, there might be a surprise. There is a surprise. There's a surprise coming tomorrow. There's a trailer on Rod's channel right now if you wanna go watch a short uh trailer On Rod, the Brazilian English teachers channel. You should watch that. Rod and I had a chat and uh it might have been recorded. Anyways, mister Bob, in Brazil, voting is mandatory. If you don't do so, you're not allowed to do a lot of things, not even get a passport. Oh, I didn't know that. That that helps get a lot of people out to the polls if you make it mandatory. Okay, well, it's not mandatory in Canada but sometimes I wish there was a way to encourage more people to vote because sometimes people don't vote and then they complain about the person who won and I think well, you should have voted. Uh let's see, Ricardo. Anyways, Rod, thanks again for the interview this past week. Uh I hope lots of people enjoy it. Uh Ricardo says, Bob, what's the length of work the politician in years in Canada? Oh, generally in Canada, uh, someone is in office for uh usually five years but it can be earlier. We can have it where an election is called early. So, uh actually, our government just avoided that a month ago. Um but generally, there's an election about every five years in Canada. In the US, it's every four. Um and then maybe Todd and Dave can fact check that again. (laughs) Todd or Dave, can you check my Canadian knowledge of elections? I think we have an election every five years. Federal election. Anyways, we'll find out. Uh Norma says, Rod the Brazilian here in Uruguay, voting is mandatory too. Interesting. Thanks, Norma. Uh Anuat says, hi, teacher Bob. What does too close to call mean? Well, I'm actually gonna look at that in a little bit but it means when a race is so close, you can't say who has won. Uh let's see here. Key Park. Hi, Bob. How are you? Sorry, I'm late. No problem, Key. I know there was a time change that might have affected it. Madi is here. Hi, Madi. How are you doing? Let me pull up uh another question let 's see here, Igor Igor. I cannot answer this question well, but what's the difference between Democrats and Republicans? So first of all, in the United States, there are two main political parties: there are the Republicans and the Democrats. If you want to know what the difference is between them, you really need to listen to each candidate um, every time there's an election because They they they've slightly changed over the last few hundred years. So, I would say read a good Wikipedia page on Democrats versus Republicans. That would be the best way to get that information. Uh let's see here. Um next question is from Igon or Igoni. I have been reading these sentences in the news. Too early to call. Too close to call. What does what does that mean? Thank you. So, let's say two people are running and it's a race and when they run by you, you can't tell who's winning. You would say that's too close to call. Um when you have an election and people are and let's say 95% of the votes have been counted. You might say, you know, so and so is winning but it's too early to call. It means they can't say who's going to win yet because they don't have all the information. Um I'll talk about that a bit later as well. Um Ario has a great question. Hello, Mr. Bob. My question is what time would you do a live stream on Saturday? Thank you. So, first of all, sorry to disappoint all of you but I have decided not to do a live stream tomorrow. My plan is to only do three live streams a month. That's a bad way of describing it. One Saturday a month, I am not going to do live streams. I did that about four weeks ago as well. Tomorrow, there is no live stream, okay? If there was a live stream, on most Saturdays, the live stream is at eleven AM Eastern Standard Time. So, two things there. First of all, no live stream tomorrow. Sorry to disappoint you. Um but I thought going through this winter because I'm teaching again, I needed to build a small break into my schedule. So, every fourth week, there will be no live stream on Saturday. Uh, let's see here. Dave the Canadian says, yes, you're right. It is five years maximum, maximum between federal elections. I didn't know that. <laughs> I always thought it was four. I think a lot of people think it's four because it's four in the United States but I'm pretty sure I remember from my civics class in high school that it was five. So, anyways, I'm gonna be reading a lot about elections after this as well. Let's see here. Natalia. How would you rate Canadians regarding the elections? Are they responsible people or do they think that the right people will win anyway and don't care about it? Well, it's interesting because some people feel like voting doesn't matter. That whether they vote or not, the right person's gonna get in or the wrong person's going to get in. Canada is very similar to the United States in that the older you are, the more likely you are to vote. So, it's very hard in Canada and the United States to get young people to vote but I think young people should vote because they they're when they let old people vote then old people get what they want. So, they should really think about the importance of voting. Uh let's see here. Um need to make sure I answer all these questions. Samuel Chen. Hi, teacher Bob. It's lucky to have voting rights in a democracy. Watching the US presidential election. is like a carnival to me. So, a carnival is like a, a fun fair or a fun circus to go to and I would agree, Samuel. It's a bit like a carnival. Um and uh yeah, I don't wanna get into the details of um of what it's like to live in a democracy uh, because I know some of you don't but it, I do appreciate the fact that I can vote for my leaders. Key Park says, this topic is strange for me. We have no election, no vote, no ballot here at all. Yeah, so um, yeah, I'm just gonna continue to say there are many different systems of government and uh, each of them I think has different things that give them strengths and weaknesses. So, I do appreciate though living in a democracy. Although as Samuel Chen said, sometimes it's like a carnival. Um Mahdi says, hi teacher Bob, when is the next Canadian election? Um I don't actually know Mahdi. Um like I said, we almost had one uh just a month ago but it was avoided. Um but I think we probably have one. I don't know. Dave and Todd, can you look up when's when's the next Canadian election? I should've researched this more. Lolly Lolly says, who? Samuel Chen says, Pat, Pat. Lolly says, hello, Maddie. Uh let's see here. So, Nat says, hi, Bob. Nice to see you in a live stream from Audi Tie. Hi, hello, Audi. Marty says, hello and there we go. Hey, I'm gonna go. Give me one second here. I'm not gonna go. I'm staying. Um I'm just going to switch the chat back again. So, let's do a couple more questions and then we'll get back to the lesson. Rod, uh mentioned this in the chat as well. Good morning, Mr. Bob. How are you today? In Brazil, it's mandatory to vote and we have to go to the polls to do so. In Canada, is it possible to vote by mail? Great Friday. Yeah, you can vote early in Canada. You can vote by mail especially if you're outside of the country. Um there are many ways to be able to vote. Daria says, do we need an article before the word president? Like in this sentence, I want to be president. You don't say. So, if you say ah, you're speaking in general. So, if I said, I want to be a president. It means maybe I wanna be a president of the United States or France or another country. But if you say, I want to be president or I want to be the president, you're talking about the president of your country. Um Todd says, the next Canadian election will take place on or before October 16th, 2023. So, we're a ways away. Dave says, the last election was October 21st, 2019. So, I think the next mandatory one should be 2024. So, we have Todd and Dave with different information. (laughs) It can be confusing to live in Canada. We do care about democracy. We do. Uh let's see here. Katarina says, hello, teacher Bob. My question today is, if you were a president, what what would you change first in your country? You know, that's a tough question because I do for the most part like how Canada is run. There is not a lot I would change. So, I'll go back to my previous thing. I I would make I would make people read more books. Although, you can't really force people to do things, can you? Um just let me have a sip of water. We'll get back to the lesson. Here we go. So, when you have an election, when it is in process, when it's happening live, you will have sometimes a front runner that means that person is winning that area so in the state of nebraska this picture is from a couple days ago you can see that joe biden has 50, 50 55% of the votes and trump has 45 we would say that joe biden is the front runner in that state it doesn't mean he has won that state You are only a front runner when the votes still need to be counted and when they need to finish counting the votes but you are in the lead. If you think about a race where you run, if you are in front of someone during the race, you are the front runner, okay? It doesn't mean you won because the race isn't over. So, in this case, we see that Joe Biden is the front runner in Nebraska whenever this picture was taken. I think it's from two days ago. We also have the phrase neck and neck. You can see in this picture that Joe Biden has forty nine point eight percent of the vote and Trump has forty eight point six. They're very very close to each other. So, we would say they are neck and neck. You can use this in any situation where there is a race where two people are so close to each other in the race um, that you not you you aren't sure who's going to win the race. In a car race, you can say, oh, they're coming around the last corner they're neck and neck uh in a foot race if you are running and you and another person are almost like you're right beside each other we would say that you're neck and neck it's kind of a funny phrase neck and neck um and then we had this phrase a little earlier too close to call so you can see in this picture each candidate has 49% of the vote and they are still counting the votes so sometimes when one candidate has a lot more votes than the other, the news reporters will call it. They'll say, well, it looks like this person's going to win. So, even though they are still counting votes, they know mathematically they will win but sometimes, it's too close to call. So, in this situation, if I was a reporter, I would say, we can't say who's going to win because it's too close to call. Um sometimes things are just too close to call. Um let me see here. When you win the election, you are then elected. Okay? So, you are running for election. There is an election and then once everyone votes and if you are chosen, you are elected. In Canada, when you are elected, you usually have a big party to celebrate. Usually, you celebrate with all of your supporters and you celebrate with all of the other people in your political party who have won. Uh and usually that's fairly late in the evening in Canada. We do have to wait usually till 11 PM or even midnight to find out who has won our election. In this picture, you can see that Justin has been elected. Prime Minister Trudeau uh, or Justin Trudeau was elected and he is the Prime Minister. Um let's see here. We also have situations where there is a landslide. So, we talked about neck and neck being really close. When you win by a landslide, it means you get almost like you get a vast majority of the votes. In this image, I think this is from the UK. You can see the conservatives won by a landslide. They got almost twice as many votes as the Labour Party. So, generally, in an election in Canada, we do not have people win by a landslide usually they win by a small or large margin but if you win by a landslide uh you definitely I'm just laughing at Mahdi who's doing a uh, he's doing a, a choose A or B who you think's gonna win the election. Um but yes, yeah, sometimes you win by a landslide. Um when you lose an election, if you are the person who has lost the election, You give a concession speech, okay? So, a concession speech is a speech that you give when you have lost an election. Um generally, a concession speech uh comes along with that person admitting that they lost. Um it comes with that person saying that they worked hard and they tried their best. They usually thank everyone that helped them during their campaign. But a concession speech is given by the person who has lost the election. Um, and then, of course, you have an acceptance speech. An acceptance speech is a speech given by the person who has won the election. Um, it's a very similar speech. Um, the only main difference would be a concession speech, the person says, We accept the loss. And in an acceptance speech, they say, They accept the win. And then usually they thank everyone who helped them during their campaign. They uh they kind of talk about some of the things they're excited about doing as the new leader. Um but an acceptance speech is definitely something that you will hear uh at the end of an election when all of the votes have been counted. So, in the case of the United States right now, people are waiting for all the votes to be counted and then there will be an acceptance speech and there will be a concession speech that might be a ways away because there may be some legal challenges in the United States so we have to wait to see um but definitely uh, at some point someone will accept the fact that they have won and someone will concede that they have lost let's see here um oh I should check my audio I haven't done that for a while looks like everything is good so hey folks um I'm going to spend the remainder of the time answering questions. I'm just gonna double check to see how many questions I have left. I am probably close to the end. Let's see here. Yes, looks like it. So, I'm gonna take the next few uh moments to answer the rest of your questions and then uh that will be the end of the lesson. So, here we go. Yassine swing states. What does it mean? A swing state is a state where they aren't sure Uh, who that state will vote for. So, sometimes it's easy. Sorry, I'm doing two things at once here. Um so, usually in the United States and in other countries, they have an idea as to who will win but sometimes they aren't sure and so you call it a swing state, a battleground state but it's like there were some states where they said the Democrats will most likely win or the Republicans will most likely win but they knew going into the election, there were some states where half of the population supported Trump and half supported Biden. So we would call those uh, swing states. Um, let me get to the next question. Haraz says Does Canada have a democracy or not? We are a dem- democratic country. Uh, we have a form of democracy that's a little more, there's a little bit of social, there's a social aspect to our democracy. In the fact that we have a lot of government programs to support people, like free healthcare. Um, so definitely, yes, Canada is a democracy. Leo Bo says, Hello, Bob. Thank you for your lessons. It is very useful. I'm very happy to hear that, Leo Bo. Um, I do really enjoy doing these lessons, they are a lot of fun for me. I'm I am I've not run out of topics, by the way. (laughs) I have many, many more topics. So um let's go to the next question. Koskun says Vote, poll, and ballot. Are they the same? So, again, when you vote, it's the action of actually indicating who you would like to have in the election. A poll is simply any anytime someone asks your opinion, okay? So, an election is an official act. A poll is simply um when people ask. It's like a survey in some ways. And then a ballot, that's the actual piece of paper that you fill out. Ah, uh, here we go. Not on topic but a great question. How can I learn English please? You can learn English by watching my videos if you want but don't just watch my videos. You should be listening to English music. You should be reading in English. You should be finding someone to speak English with. Just try to um set aside time every day to practice your English. Um by the way, thank you so much to everyone who answered my questions in the survey. I think I have close to 700 um people have responded. I will make a follow-up video and show you some graphs of how everyone answered. Uh that will be coming out early next week but thank you so much for watching my video from last week. If you didn't watch my video from last week, I'm gonna put a link here for a sec. Um but uh yeah, thank you to everyone who watched and who filled out that form. That was awesome of you. Um Farouk says, hello teacher Bob. I hope you are good. I am. When you are choosing a candidate, are you using a pen or is there a stamp for yes in the election process? Thank you very much. So, in Canada, we very much fill in a circle on a ballot. That ballot sometimes goes in a ballot box but I didn't talk about this. Sometimes the ballot goes into a counting machine. Okay? But Canadian elections are always done on paper. They want to have a paper copy. They wanna have a paper ballot. As well as a record digitally of what you did. So, if they ever need to recount, that's something I forgot to talk about, didn't I? A recount. A recount is when they count all the votes again. Make sure that it is correct. Um let me see here. Um Let's see. Hi, it says, why did the administrators of this channel block me? In a comment, even though I did not do anything bad, this is injustice. Uh there's not a lot of injustice on the Bob the Canadian channel. Sorry uh Hayat. I'm not sure what you said but I'm sure if you got blocked. By the way, sometimes it's Nightbot that blocks you as well. So, don't get too worried. We don't try to uh be unjust or anything like that here. So, sorry about that. Um let me see here. Uh next question. Yeah, Brahim says, hi, teacher Bob. We will remember for a while, two fourteen versus two sixty-four. The process of counting votes will take a long time. An exercise of democracy needs the admittance of the results. I think we will. I think I woke up every morning this week seeing the same count for the US election. So, interesting. <laughs> we'll see. I think we'll remember this election for a long time. Kizmo says, hi, teacher Bob. Are there any penalties if you didn't go vote in Canada? No. It's totally a free and open election including your uh whether you vote or not. You can decide not to vote. You don't have to go vote. I wonder if we should make people vote. I don't know. We'll see. Uh let's see here. Vicky says, hello, Bob. In my country, people always avoid talking about which political party and candidate they support. Is it the same in Canada? Thanks in advance. People in Canada are very reserved When it comes to politics. I usually do not talk about who I'm going to vote for or why. We're very private people. Um we we don't often talk about who we're going to vote for. Um sometimes we do but it's rare. Uh let's see here. Mohammed. What is the best way to improve your English? I'm more of a listener. So, listening is amazing. Like just do as much listening as you can Mohammed but you do need to start writing and you do need to start uh, reading and speaking English as well. You need to do all four. It's very very important that you do all four of those. Um, hey, I do wanna say hello to the 653 people watching. If you're new here, there's a, what am I doing? I'm trying to point here. There is a red button here that says subscribe. You should click that. It's awesome when you do that. I like it when people subscribe. You will then get notified when I do a new English lesson. Um so, we're a little off topic here but Din has the last question. Hi, Bob. My question is, how can I improve the reading section in my IELTS exam? Thanks in advance. Make sure when you do reading practice, you are adding a layer to it. Make sure that you um so, can we just kick Hyatt out? So, if Hyatt guess her, is just getting annoyed and starting to swear, let's just just boot him. Uh that's fine with me. Anyways, Din says, how can I improve the reading section? Read more and make sure you test yourself on your reading. Um it's important that instead of just reading something, it's important not to just move on but maybe make little quizzes or tests for it. Also, um it's important to read things twice. It can be boring to read things twice. Um but uh yes, reading things twice can be helpful as well. Um let me see here. There might be one more question. No, that's all the questions. So, Hey, sorry that I got a little annoyed with someone in the chat. That happens sometimes. What I try to create here is uh, as pleasant as an experience as possible for everyone. Um, so hopefully, you guys uh, have experienced that. Hopefully, you were able to learn just a little bit. Hi, Bob the Canadian here. Thank you for listening to this English podcast lesson. If you would like to support me in the work that I do as an online English teacher, please visit patreon.com slash bobthecanadian.